Welcome to the Glow Podcast with Dr. Land. Our purpose is to inspire and equip you to live a purposeful and maximized life that makes a glowing difference in your world to God's glory. For more inspiring content from Dr. Land, visit our website at www.pastorland.com and follow at Pastor Land on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Now let's listen in and be inspired. So, um, so that said, um, so let's keep praying for our city and, you know, we, we stand in, in faith for our nation. I want to go quickly to the word. Um, so, so I've been teaching on um, the experience, heaven on earth, the experience, heaven on earth, our theme for the month. And um, I, have, I think I've done about three teachings on that. All those things are available on um, my podcast go to the podcast. It's called Glow, Pod- Glow Podcast with Dr. Land. You can find it on any of the podcast platforms uh, so that you can download these messages because I'm building on it. So uh, in the next um, couple of weeks, I'm going to be starting from today. I'm going to be, what I'm going to be doing now, everyone watching online, please pay attention. I'm going to be, <laughs> what I'm about to do is, um, I would say monumental because I'm, I want to pack the various things that I've learned about faith and um, living under open heavens into the next three weeks. So I'm going to be talking about a whole bunch of stuff that are fundamental to the faith, and that are practices that we practice. Um, and, you know, I am also going to be talking about using the seminar of Jesus Christ. That's big in that sermon that everybody, one of the most um, impactful sermon ever preached, the Sermon on the Mountain, right? I don't know if you know the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, some of the mount is behind Mahatma Gandhi, Martin Luther King Jr., behind so many people, you know. It was from there that a lot of world-changing things came from. So, um, I'm going to, so I want us to have fun, relax, amen. I feel the teaching anointing very strong on me. When I feel it, you know, I know something is about to happen. I just feel it, you know. I feel it very strong, a prophetic teaching anointing too. So, I want to t- get you into life, how to make life work. Everybody's had to make life work. So I discovered that the lesson that I have been learning over the years is how to make life work. And I see things working. There are some things, places I tweak and keep on tweaking, but I see things working. Amen? Those are the things that um, we're going to be getting uh, into. So buckle your seatbelt, everybody. Those of you online, buckle your seatbelt. Get ready to go over these things because um, it's like trying to put everything inside a few weeks. Uh, Get ready to get on the podcast and listen to this thing over and over. Get on our YouTube page because these things will help you deal with anything that happens in your life. Amen. Uh, we help you to live a life of heaven upon the earth. So uh, our text our text is taken from uh, Matthew chapter 6 from verse 9 to 10. Let me quickly do that. Get out of the way, then I will go to. So it's a continuation of what I've been preaching. Matthew 6 from verse 9 to 10 says, uh, pray this way. Pray like this. Pray like this. The master, pray like this. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. Verse 10. May your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Verse 11. Give us today the food we need. Uh, verse 12. And forgive us our sins as we are forgiving those who sin against us. Uh, there's forgiveness of sins in there. Amen. And don't let us yield to temptation. And rescue us from what? From the evil one. Amen. Some 
pass, some translations put for yours is the kingdom, the power, the glory, but it looks as if that was, that was added later. So earliest manuscripts don't have that. The earliest manuscripts of the Bible don't have, you know, for thine is the kingdom, the power, the glory, forever and ever. But latter manuscripts put it in there. So we usually, when you want to go for the most accurate translations of the Bible, we usually go for the earliest. Do you get what I'm saying? So that's why the NLT stops right there. And they didn't put for thine is the kingdom and all that. They'll put a sign there or whatever and tell you that some translation says that. But if you understand how the Bible uh, came about, um, the KJV is from the Texas Receptors. And, you know, that is in there. But um, some earlier manuscripts don't have for thine is the kingdom, the power. The but it's not, it's not, it's not, it's great. For his, is, it, is that not his, is it not his kingdom? <laughs> his kingdom, the power and what? The glory forever and what? Yeah, it's true. It's a true statement. Amen. It's just that they were not in the early manuscript, earliest manuscript. Okay. All right. So let's get, uh, let me do quick review. And today, I promise you, I'm not going to do extensive re review like I've been doing because I want us to push really to the meat of what I want to talk about. So analyzing this passage so far, the first thing we saw, number one, is embrace heaven's reality. Embrace heaven's reality. Our Father who is in heaven. So we're talking about the fact that there is a, there's a realm that surrounds this realm that is called heaven, right? Where, where God is and where all good is, where everything that we ever need, where there's no limitation, where miracles come from, music comes from, uh, where uh, inspiration, inventions, direction, you know, everything good comes from, lives in there, amen, and where this earth came from. So the reality of heaven. Number two, number two, um, embrace heaven's ruler. Embrace heaven's ruler, our father. So there is a ruler of that realm, and the Bible uses a very personal term for him, father. The word father from the Greek word is pata, which means source, sustainer, and originator. So he's the source of everything. He's the sustainer of everything, and he is the originator of everything. Amen. So he is, and he is our originator. He's, he's our father. He's, you know? You said, but I have an earthly father that gave that to me. Yeah, we have an earthly father. Our physical bodies, listen to me, our physical bodies were originated by our earthly fathers and mothers. Do you get what I'm saying? But the real us, our spirit, our, the spirit that we have originated from him. Do you get what I'm saying? It's our source, the real you. When people die, when people die, the physical body goes into the grave and what, what rots, right? Because it's meant for the earth. It rots. But the spirit comes out, and the person becomes even more freer than ever. Death is not something that anybody should be afraid of. You know, death is a transition into a higher place, a better place, especially if you have Christ as your Lord and Savior. People who die don't cease to exist. People who die just move into a higher realm of existence in this realm that I'm talking about. Amen. You know, where, you know, they are present. He said, if, are, if I'm absent from my body, I'm present with the Lord. You know, I'm present with the Lord. I'm in that realm. So death is not something to be afraid of. There's a time to die. Amen. We have things to do on the earth because we've been sent into this body to fulfill an assignment and fulfill a purpose, right? But there's going to come a time when we're going to shed this strange body that we live in. And that day, when after I say myself, after I've lived old, done all the things I'm supposed to do for everybody, that from family to the world that I've been sent here to do, the spirit me has been sent here to do, I'm going to dump this body and jilt it and do whatever you do to and put it there and put it in the hole. Amen. I'll leave it in a hole and I'll go to meet, you know, for a new body. Amen. Woo! That's something to look forward to. Paul said, I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to it, but I choose to stay because I have work to do. So death is not something anybody should be afraid of. Amen. 
it is it's just a transition. It's our spirit, you know, getting its full freedom without the limitation of the physical body. So, all right. So the next thing, so the next thing is engage in heaven's reverence. Number three, engage in heaven's reverence. I said I'm going to rush through because everything is on the podcast. Engage in heaven's reverence. So as you are aware of these realities, as you are aware of this ruler and begin to develop a personal relationship with him, the step, the way you do it is you begin to, you begin to pay, to give heavy priorities to heavenly stuff. You begin to show respect to heavenly stuff, right? And the heavenly ruler. You make it the highest. You know, Paul was talking in Colossians, which we studied at the beginning, I mean, during, uh, sometimes during this year, it says, it says, set your affections on things above. Please find it for me. I think it's in Colossians chapter 4 or so. It's, you know, it says, it said, set your affections on things above, not on things on the earth. Um, is it Colossians 2 or 3? You know, set your aff- affection on things above, not, not on things on the earth. Amen. Your affection, your passion, your desire. He said, where Christ is seated on the throne. So, I, I told you that to enter into this realm of heaven on earth, living in heaven on earth, we have to develop a life of reverence, a life of worship. Amen. A life of worship, a life of, of reverence, a life of honoring God, a life of living, knowing that the dove is upon us. Amen. And we don't want to shake the dove off. Thank you. Uh, Colossians 3.2. It says, set your mind on things above and not what? On earthly things. Verse 3. Where Christ you know, well, it started from verse, uh, verse 1. It says, since you are risen with Christ. You know, that's where he said it. Since you have been raised to new life in Christ, set your sights on what? The realities of heaven. Set your sight on the realities of heaven. Where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Set your sight on the realities of heaven. So, in other words, you begin, we, we need to start living, even though we are in this world, we start living as heavenly citizens walking in this world. Can I get an amen from everybody? An amen in YouTube, an amen in Facebook. Amen. You know, so we need to start living like heavenly citizens, heavenly kingdom. So when you face any situation, don't approach it like a citizen of the earth. Uh, when you face politics, don't approach it like a citizen of the earth. Uh, when you, whatever it is, don't approach anything like a citizen of the earth. Uh, approach things as a citizen of heaven and live like a citizen of heaven. Amen. Salute the, 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 the heavenly kingdom. Bow before the heavenly kingdom. Sing the anthem of the heavenly kingdom. Give praise to the heavenly kingdom. Learn the history of the heavenly kingdom. Learn how things work in there. That's what he's talking about. May your name be hallowed. May your name be respected. You know, the name of God, the name of God is the most honored thing in the universe. It's the most honored thing in, in the universe and in the all of heaven. And God wants to be honored on the earth. Amen. So honor the name of the king. Amen. Honor the name of the king of the kingdom. Start showing reverence, reverence to Christ seated at the right hand of God. Do it regularly. That's why we do worship. That's why we live worship. That's why, you know, that's why, that's why we just honor him with our hearts and, all, and our lives. So that's what he was talking about in there. So we're talking about bringing heaven to earth, experiencing heaven on earth. And then number four, number four I'm just reviewing. I'm going to go to my message for today. So last week I talked about elevate heaven's reign. Elevate heaven's what? He said, may your kingdom come. I will say, may your kingdom come. So last week, I ended by talking about what the kingdom is. I gave you some scriptural definitions of the kingdom, right? I told you that the kingdom of God 
is when heaven breaks loose on the earth, like it is the reign of God, amen, and when it comes to the earth, is when heaven breaks loose on the earth, casting out devils, healing people, doing all that, he said the kingdom, I gave you the scripture that says the kingdom of heaven is not, um, the kingdom of heaven is not, it's not, does not come with observations. Like it's not, it's not just some, it's not a physical kingdom. Like a king sitting somewhere, you know. Like you know, that's not that's not it. He said the kingdom of God is among you already. It's an invisible reality. Amen. It's an invisible reality that is amongst us. I told you about the fact that many things that are happening right now. You know, people think that the world is in chaos. The world is not really in chaos. It's people that are in chaos. It's the human beings that are in chaos, right? The sun, ever since I've been born, and the people born before me, and the people born before me, born before me, at 9 o'clock in the morning, you turn to the east, the sun will be there looking at you. The kingdom is keeping it going. The earth is revolving, and, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? <laughs> it's revolving and also rotating in the sun. Right now, as we're sitting, it's rotating. What is keeping it going? The kingdom is keeping it going. The birds, Jesus said, the birds of the field, they don't come to your house to knock, you know, your heavenly father keeps on feeding them. The lilies, the trees, and all that. Since the dawn of time, trees have been growing. No matter all the weather and whatever, they, you put them down, they will die, they will rise up in whatever grass, all over the place. Why? Because the kingdom is what? Sustaining them. Do you get what I'm saying? Everything really works. The solar system, the planet, and all that. The only things that have gone wrong are the things that human beings have thrown themselves into. Those are the things that go wrong. The things that we have, you know, cursed. Amen. Those are the things. Do you get what I'm saying? And then there are circles, cycles, and all that. You know, sometimes you see people will, you know, I mean, we exercise our dominions as human beings, but sometimes when we're exercising the dominions also, you know, we also need to, we need to walk in wisdom and all that. You know, we have, you know, all kinds of things. We possess, we go and, Take somewhere that is prone, like maybe there was a river that was there before. In fact, we put the house on it, and then the water will start coming from the bottom. It's just trying to be itself, amen? <laughs> or, you know, some hurricane, some all kinds of things that happen. A lot of things happen, you understand? Because the system has been put in there, the ecosystem is working, they are feeding one another, they are doing all kinds of stuff and all that. They've all been put in there, but sometimes you put certain things in there that do affect those things. But I just wanted to tell you, everyone, that the kingdom is working. Let me talk about your body. The kingdom is working in your body. Do you know that your heart is beating? Do you know what is sustaining the beating of your heart? Huh? Do you know you can see me right now? You can hear me right now? Uh, there are so many things, signals, so many things going on right now. The kingdom is working. So the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is the expression of God's reign and God's will over a territory. That's what the kingdom is. So when we're talking about my kingdom come, it's talking about that reign of God, that expression of God's reign coming more, filling this earth. Amen? Filling this earth. And we are part of those people that are supposed to get it to work. So today, I'm going to my number five, which is number five is employ heaven's release. And this is where I'm going to camp a lot. Employs, employ what? heaven's release. So, it says, pray like this, our Father in heaven, may your name be made holy. We talked about that. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So, everybody say, it is in heaven. Say, as it is in heaven. 
And I want you to say, everyone watching me online, say, as it is in heaven. It's the reason why I want you to repeat it, because I want, you know, to be done, you know, to make him as it is in heaven. So, you know, where I'm going is this. There are some things that are in heaven. Please, again, remember I started by talking about heaven's, understanding heaven's reality. Please don't start thinking of something in this cloud. When I say as it is in heaven, just think, hmm, okay. Rocket. Even if you fly several light years away, you are still going to be in the physical realm. The only way you move from the physical realm into this heavenly realm is a shift in your frequency. All this physical realm, the entire physical realm operates, operates at a certain level of frequency. The lowest level of frequency, uh, I'm getting into science here and quantum, but I think people will understand it better. The lowest level of frequency is solid. That's why you can feel it. Those things, those chairs are moving. You get what I'm saying? They are moving, right? At all those things, but they are the slowest moving. They're moving, the slowest moving, right? If you hit, let, let, let's use a metal and all that, you begin to heat it, right? You put it in heat and all that. The things will start shaking more. Before you know it, it will become what? Liquid. There's more movement. If you keep on eating, it will become what? Gas. And then we have plasma. You know, then apart from that realm, we have, you know, everything. You break it all down, eventually it is, everything is actually, it goes into quantum physics. Everything is actually wave particles, right? Ah, man, you guys need to get into some science. And I was talking to somebody. I was just so excited. I was talking, maybe remember I was talking to, was it Jesse's teacher? You know, who worked at Fermilab. I don't know if Fermilab is in Chicago. You know, I'm getting taken away. You know, and I just got, you know, to come and check it. Because I've been reading about Fermilab since I've been in Nigeria. In Chicago alone, they are doing underground. The guy told me about the underground, all the kind of underground experiment that is taking place. Particle acceleration, several miles. But you guys don't know <laughs> that, all, <laughs> that those things are happening on that it's you. You know, check Fermi Lab. You know, Enrico Fermi was one of those uh, nuclear physicists in those days, Nobel Prize winner. And it's, you know, the lab named after him is built in Chicago where all these experiments are going on about understanding the, re the nature of reality and particles and, you know, collision and all, all kinds of things. You know, wonderful things have come from it. It's an exciting thing, uh, you know, do some study on it. Amen. It will help you to understand even the reality of the kingdom even more if you do some study into it. You know, the problem is that some, you know, a lot of these things, I'll talk about it, people make it into religion, right? You know, like if it's in Africa, we just study into a religion. Mm, but it's just kingdom being expressed. You know, let's, so I'll get, I'll, I'll get, you know, further into that as we move on, on the teachings of Jesus on the Sermon on the Mount. On the Mount. So, so, uh, so, uh, I don't know how I got into all that. I got excited. I was talking about heaven's release and, you know, the, rea the nature of reality and all that, right? You break everything down. It's, you know. But the highest, the highest of, so light, light is, you know, you have infrared, you have all this one. And they are all frequencies in the spectral, right? You all know the spectrum, right? The spectrum, beef, red, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet, right? And then you move on and move on, ultraviolet, you move into infrared, you know, that's below red. Infrared is below red. Ultraviolet is above violet, rock, you know. So you, you keep moving, then you move to radio waves, and then you move to, you know, all that light, spectrum of light, right? 
and you know, of electromagnetic waves and all that. Frequency, frequency increase. But the highest of them all, you move into, you start moving into the frequency of thoughts, uh, and then you move into the frequency of, you know, the spirit realm, where God is, and highest of all. That's the highest of all. So I'm saying that when you talk about where I'm going about is that when you talk about heaven, it's either you switch this, you take away, from, I mean, you are taken away from this body, your spirit, who is already part of that realm, that's how you step in there. Or, you know, you, you increase in that, uh, the frequency, and then you begin, you have some experience of it that you can bring down to the earth. Are you guys getting what I'm saying? Do you guys just understand what I just said? Or did I lose you in my... <laughs> All right. So, so what we want to learn, which is what Jesus Christ came to teach us, and we made all these things very religious. Jesus did not come to establish a religion. Jesus did not bring Christianity. He never called what he brought Christianity, right? It was people that called it Christianity. Jesus came to teach us and to bring the kingdom. He came to teach us how to walk in the reality of heaven on the earth. That's all. How to walk in the reality of heaven on the earth and spread it to people. That's why he said, oh yeah, you know, his message was the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Oh, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And then, you know, I'm doing this. Oh, I'll tell you this parable of the kingdom. I'll tell you this parable of the kingdom. He was trying to teach us how this realm of heaven that he came down from worked so that we can walk it on the earth. And then he demonstrated how to walk it on the earth for us because eventually we're going to merge with that realm. Amen? Eternally. But we turn all those things into religion. Have you seen religion? How it stinks? How religious things? Have you seen really deep religious? You see the priest with this robe and uh, they do come like this. <laughs> Killing animals. So, you know, all kinds of religious stuff. Some things that were like pipes. Some things that were just, you know, but we've, and then you see people so much in religion that they can't even see the kingdom anymore. When you start talking about the kingdom, religion will start coming from their mouth. Ah, but that does not fit with the eschatological, contextual, of the theological, um, you know. I studied all those things. So, I studied religion. I have a, I have a degree in theology. Amen. That down, I know that it wasn't about that. Amen. It wasn't about that. It's about living, about the experience. Everybody say the experience. Someone says it's about the experience of God and his kingdom on the earth. All right. So, today I want to talk about, under that, I want to talk about <laughs> how to live or how to experience open heavens. How to live under open heavens. That's another title for it. How to live under what? How many of you have heard that word before? Open what? Open heavens. Open heaven. What, what does it mean? How to live under? How many of you would like to live under open heavens here? Okay. Let me, let me just show you what, um, what it means to live in, under open heavens. So, living under open heavens means that that heavenly realm that we'll be talking about and your physical life, there is a, what do you call it? There is a opening. There's an opening. <laughs> I do, I'm trying to find a word that is not open. There is what? Uh, 
No, no distance. Like the, there's a channel or there's a, there's a constant uh, portal. Remember I used that portal. You know, I told you yesterday, I mean, last week that the kingdom of heaven is like, it's like vortex, right? Like it's like something that's trying to pour on the earth, right? It's loving, it's kind and all that. God, you know, feeds the sheep. Jesus said, don't worry about and all that. And that the only thing that stops us from experiencing it is our resistance, right? Right, our resistance. So I'm continuing that message. So the open heaven is like living with that portal open constantly so that every day is affecting everything you are doing naturally and influencing your earth and influencing your world. Open heaven is heaven kissing your earth regularly. Amen? I don't know if you like to live under there. Let me show you some of the things that happen when you live under open heavens. Um, Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 12. Deuteronomy 28 verse 12. So I want to give you some motivation first and then we'll talk about how to do it. He said, for the Lord will send rain at the proper time from his rich treasury in the heavens. Listen, there's a rich treasury. We've been talking about that. The New Testament talks about that. that We have been blessed with all spiritual blessings in what? We read it in the heavenly realm. So there's a rich treasury in heaven. There's a tre- I told you there's a treasury of everything that you will ever need on this earth. Of wisdom, guidance, direction, uh, spare parts for your bodies. Um, you know, your, your, all the resources you need for your purpose. Relationships, favor, open doors, healing. All those things that Jesus Christ was sh- Doing, going about doing and showing and manifesting, those things are, they, they are contained in the rich treasury of heaven. So it says, the Lord will open the heavens, the storehouse of his bounty. You know, I love the other one that we're using, you know? The other translation that you had on, I love that rich treasury thing. Yeah. So NLT, the Lord will send rain at the proper time from his rich treasury in the heavens and will bless all the work you do. You will lend to many nations, but you will never need to borrow from them. So listen, what he's saying is that when heaven is open upon you, right, double implication in that, um, but you see, as you study the Bible, you see, I'm going to show you that this thing is used, this term open heaven is used. The first time it was used was when, uh, when uh, during Noah's time, when the rain started to fall. So there's a physical dimension of that, but there's a spiritual dimension, a spiritual implication. Um, he said, when you live under open heavens, what you do is blessed. Amen. Everybody say, what I do is blessed. I want you to look at me. Amen. Guys, look at me. Do you, I mean, how many of you would like to live under the blessing? Like, everything you do is blessed. No, seriously. Everything that I lay my hands to do is blessed. It's like, once I begin to do it, there's a blessing that is going to come out of it. Because I believed it. Everything is, is blessed. It doesn't mean that there are not going to be challenges. You understand? But even in the, you know, you said they will come against you one way. If you read before, they will come against you, but they will flee before you seven ways. In other words, you will have challenges, but you have seven solutions. For each one that comes. Everybody say after me, say open heavens means the blessing on my work. Whether your work is ministry, your work is uh, engineer, doctor, uh, your work is fashion, uh, designer, your work is um, 
whatever you do, computer, engineer, um, social worker, whatever, law, whatever it is, when open heavens is upon your work, you begin to see that what you do begins to push ahead to bring the kingdom to the earth. You start pushing ahead. It's blessed. Someone say, I want open heavens. Malachi 3, verse 10 to 11. Malachi 3, chapter, 10, chapter, 10, chapter, 3, sorry, chapter 3, from verse 10 to 11. He said, bring all the tithes. And I'm going to talk about this later. People are usually scared of this. But this is one of the, big, one of the greatest blessing scripture that exists in terms of working in open heaven. I will explain it to you later as we move on in this message, the mystery behind it. I will explain it to you. But a lot of people think, you know, it's an Old Testament thing. The, the practice there is an Old Testament thing. But the principle there is an eternal principle. Do you get the practice of tithe and all those? It's an Old Testament practice. But the principle behind this is an eternal principle that allows you to walk under open heavens. I, I will explain it to you later as we move on from the teachings of Jesus. Um, so it says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse so that there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's army. So there's an army in that heavenly realm that we're talking about of angels, right? I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will open the... Listen, this window is open and closed. Do you get it? There are people who live under closed heavens. Are you listening to me? There are people who live under... They, they never experience favor. They only succeed by their own efforts. Everything that they do, they, 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 they earned it. Everything they have, they have earned it. <laughs> you know? I'm talking about physical. I mean, apart from their body and all that, even their health, they have to sustain it by their money. Everything is in them. But there are certain people that many things that are in their life, if not most things that are in their life, they don't even deserve it. It's because of open heavens. This person puts little effort, and then this is happening. Somebody put all the effort, and that's not happened. Somebody is experiencing open heaven. The other person is experiencing some closed heavens. Someone say, I want to live under open heavens. Say, I will live under open heavens. So God says, I will open. I will open. There I am. I will open the windows of heaven for you. And I will pour out a blessing. Notice he didn't say blessings. He didn't say I'll pour out blessings. He didn't say I'll pour out a car. I'll pour out some money. No, I'll pour out, pour out a blessing. You see, a blessing is a spiritual thing. And I'm going to show you in the New Testament now. A blessing is a spiritual empowerment and force that comes from that realm that begins to unlock the earth of blessings. It's a blessing. It's, you understand? It's, it's an empowerment, a spiritual thing that begins to unlock blessings. All those physical things that we'll talk about. But what he's talking about is that I'm going to open up heaven in such a way that the things that are in that realm begins to descend upon your life, upon you, from your spirit, you know, and all the ideas, concepts, insight, favor, relationships. Things, all those things just begin to happen. You know, the, the it factor, the flow factor, the, I know there are different words that we use for it. Do you get what I'm saying? That is upon the life that, you know, that person is just like a fish inside of water. 
you know, what they are doing and all that. There's just this thing that, there's just this thing that nobody can really explain that is about that person. It's called the anointing. It's called power. It's called grace. It's called all kinds of names in the Bible. The person just has it and the person just, the person carries it in the atmosphere, carries it. Their children carry it. It is transferable. You can, you know, transfer it to other people. That's what Abraham had that distinguished him. Isaac passed it on to Isaac. Isaac passed it on to Jacob. Jacob passed it on to Joseph. Joseph was just different no matter what he did, you know, he was just different and then passed it on to all his children then passed it on and kept on passing, passing, passing passing until it passed on to Jesus and Jesus passed it on to the world that blessing so great that you won't have room to take it in amen, you know that will open heaven in such a way that while you are, you are imagining this one or trying to do this one, God has already gone ahead of you in that area you know, like things are just moving. Things are working. That's the realm. That's the kingdom realm. That's what God wants us to show the world. That's how he wants us to live in the world. So that they can see heaven on the earth. The experience. You won't have enough room to take it in. Ah, oh, I can't take it in, man. Sometimes the revelation will be coming. God, I can't take it. This is just too much. Man, I can't even. You know, things are just happening. Man, I can't. I can't take it in. I can't. Why is it happening so fast? Why is it, you know, like you just can't, you can't take it in. It's beyond your imagination. Try it. You put me to the test and then look at what will happen. Verse 11. I'm talking about the realities of open heaven. Your crops will be abundant. Abundance is part of it. I will guard them from insect protection. Do you know that it's, guys, do you know that it's possible to live in this world without certain losses? You don't have to keep getting tickets all the time. No, seriously. You don't have to, like, every time you do something, you raise up, you, you, you have money, you save it, and then the next thing is something's going to come up and then you're going to spend it on it. You know some people don't live that way. Your, your children, your children don't have to always be sick. You get what I'm saying? That every time you are in the hospital, you are there. People will go through that. You know, we stand with them and we pray. You know, we, you know, we, we will pray. You know, that, but I'm saying that that in the norm, in the flow, that's not the, that's not the way God designed. That's not the way the Heavenly Father designed it to be. You know, we've spent, we've spent, we've spent money on tithing. And I'm so glad. Our kids are, you know, one of them is going to be 17 very shortly. We're so glad I will never have to spend money on hospitals. No, we're not saying that. We're, we're just giving God thanks. I'm telling you that you can live under open heavens. You can live under what? Open heavens. In your health, in every, you can live underneath it. And if you're not working in it, listen to me. Listen to this teaching that I'm giving you in the next few weeks. Don't assume that you know. Don't assume that what you are doing, or maybe you've been a Christian for a long time and all that. Just listen. All of us, I'm also listening. I'm also learning. And tweak and adjust. Adjust what I'm talking about because it's possible to live in this realm. It's possible to live without accident, without calamities, without all this stuff. Amen. And you live your life to express God until the termination of your physical body and you go to meet him in heaven. Amen. Not to mean sickness will not attack your body. It doesn't mean those things will happen, but you have grace to be able to walk and to, to deal with it. Guys, please listen to me. I'm really honest about what I'm about to teach you. It's coming to me so strongly. We've got to do this thing. We've got to practice this thing. These things are real. First of all, you've got to believe in the realities. That's why I started with everything I've started in the past three weeks. Understand that there are realities of heaven. You don't have to live confused. 
You can know what to do about every year, every day, every issue of your life. You can know it. I can never be confused about anything. You know, my wife, people that work me, I all, if at the point I don't know, the answer, the answer, the direction will always come. I don't live wondering. I don't live, you know, by guesswork. I live by the impulse of heaven. It comes. And I say, this is what you got to do right now. And you go ahead and start doing it. I say, wow. And then you look back and say, wow, God was so smart. You know, it's always smart. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Everybody say, I can live that way. That's how Jesus lived. Jesus lived under open heavens. Did you get that? Until God withdrew his presence from him. Right? So that he could die for us. Right? Galatians. He said, let me, I'll show you. Your crop will be abundant for I will guard them from insects and disease. Your grapes will not fall from the vine before they are ripe. There are certain things that are not supposed to die before they are ripe. There are certain things about your life that, you know, you're doing and then, you know, before, you know, you do this one and it's dead before it gets to manifestation. And that one is dead. And that, you don't want to live under that anymore. You want your things to ripe. You want your dreams to ripen. You want your, you know, you get what I'm saying? You want those things to ripen. It's telling us, says the Lord, and then your life will be a delight. Verse 12, please. Verse 12. Quickly, verse 12. Then all nations will call you blessed. Because of the blessing, all nations will call you blessed. For your land will be such a delight. Your home will be a delight. Amen. Your marriage will be a delight. Your children, your life, your, your flowing with people. You don't have to carry the burden all around that every time you enter to any place, the whole place, the atmosphere just changes because you are always with a burden. Life can be a delight. Life can, life can be fun. You can enjoy the blessings. All things bright and beautiful. All creatures great and small. All things wise and wonderful. The Lord God made them all. He gave us eyes to see them and lips that we might tell. How great is God Almighty who has made all things well. Hallelujah. This is my father's world. Amen. I'm here to enjoy it. I'm here to know him and to enjoy him forever. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I'm going to enjoy. Because I live under open heaven. Open heavens. Galatians 3.13 was when Jesus Christ did the transfer. He lived under open heavens and then suddenly Galatians 3.13 says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Being made a curse for us as it is written, cursed is everyone that hung on the tree. Right? He took upon himself the curse for our wrongdoing. For it is written, cursed is everyone that hung, who is hung on the tree. Verse 4. That the blessing... The same blessing. People say blessings of Abraham. Abraham's blessings are not yours. Abraham's blessing is yours. Blessing. Amen. Through Christ Jesus, God has blessed the Gentiles. You know, look for NKJV. Say that the blessing of Abraham. The blessing. Not the blessings of Abraham. The blessing. That same thing. I will open up heaven. That The blessing. The blessing. The blessing. The empowerment. The spiritual force. The heavenly support that Abraham had, will come on the Gentiles too. And it comes by receiving the promise of the spirit, the spiritual realm, the, 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 the heavenly realm, the blessing. It's not the blessings. The blessing. Once the blessing is on you, then the blessing expresses itself in various kinds of blessings depending on the world that you live in. There are some challenges that we face now that Abraham could, could never have faced. Because of the world that we live in. So the blessing finds a way to express itself in those things. Amen. Right? It's the blessing. Everybody say the blessing. Singular. All right. Is anybody getting excited? 
about working under open heavens. Let me give you one more. You see, when you live under open heaven, sometimes it's like time is shortened. Things that are supposed to happen, like take a long time to happen, they happen faster. So there was this incident in Deuteronomy chapter, sorry, in, um, uh, come on, come on, come on, come on. I, uh, Second Kings, please, yeah, Second Kings chapter 7. Second Kings chapter 7. So Elijah, pay attention, Elijah or Elisha, one of them. Is it Elijah or Elisha? You guys will tell me. Um, man of God, amen, is that Elijah or Elisha? Second Kings 7 verse 18. So is Elijah. So there was famine, right? There was famine in the land. People were eating their kids. Have you read that? Have you read the passage before? Mothers, one will, they will come into agreement that you kill your kid today, and then we will eat him. Amen. And then tomorrow we're going to eat. Uh, some, you know, we're going to eat your own kid. That's how terrible it was. And you guys are saying, hmm, it has happened. It happened even like when hunger, hunger comes, any food that is available. <laughs> so people are starving and they want to die. They eat anything that is available. But this was, also, this was also happened before now. Then, so, Elijah comes and says, go back to verse, um, go back to verse, the verse, verse um, yeah, the man of God came and told the king and said, now, all these things have been happening right now. He said, but about this time tomorrow. You guys need to know. They were killing themselves, eating and all that. But the man said, about this time tomorrow. This time tomorrow. A seer of finest flour will sell for a shekel. And two seers of barley for a shekel. NLT, please. For a shekel at the gate of Samaria. You know what? He's saying that the things that used to be scarce and all that, like all these things are going to be so cheap. Because they're going to be so plenty. They're going to be so plenty. There will be so plenty. There will be just plenty of it. Okay. Then there was a man standing there. Verse 19. This man. At least this man had a revelation of heaven, right? But he just that. He didn't believe it for himself. And that's where I don't want you to stand today. The man said, huh, the king's officer. You know, when you talk about officer, you know, it's by the king and everything. He's supposed to know. He said, you know, that couldn't happen even if the Lord opened the windows of heaven. He said, that couldn't happen, even if the Lord opened the windows of heaven. Then the man of God said to him, well, you will see it happen with your own eyes, but you won't be able to eat any of it. He said, you will see it, but you won't be able to what? To eat any of it. What did the guy, what did the guy do? The guy knew that God had the power to do it. He knew that open heavens can do certain things and all that, but the guy just did not believe it. And God was speaking at that realm about something that is going to happen because the heaven is about to collide on the earth to change things. And then the person did not believe it. Look at what happened. Verse 20. Verse 20 says, and so it was for the people trampled him to death at the gate. So by the time everything became, food became available and all that, and people were rushing to get the food and everything, this man that said, it's not going to happen, they trampled him to death at the gate. Oh, lift up your hand. I'm saying to you, I just feel God in this place that, you know, there are certain things that are still going to happen between now and the end of 2020 for you in God because heaven opened upon you that right now, if you imagine it, you will think impossible. But you're not going to say impossible because the God show is going to intensify in your life in this last part of this, of this year. 
God manifesting himself from his heavenly domain into your world to bring abundance, to shorten time for certain things. Uh, certain people watching me or in this place right now, you didn't know. You didn't know. You thought you were going to live this year as a single person. But God has already planned that you are entering into 2020 as somebody who has found a person of destiny that you are going to work with. Somebody thought that they were going to go into 2020, 2021, I mean, with the debt that they carry. It's a huge debt. Uh, but 20, uh, maybe student or whatever, but I just feel they are not, I feel God saying that that thing that was heavy upon you, that thing that is heavy upon you, that debt, you are going to see the window of heaven open and that debt is going to be eliminated. You know, somebody thought they were going to go into 2021 still sick, still still broken. But I am saying to you, by the, by the coming of heaven, by the manifestation of heaven, you are going to enter into 2021. Oh, you are going to enter into 2021. Oh, you are stepping into things that I had not seen here, had not heard. Things you only imagined about. Those things are coming to pass in your life. And I speak to you, all city light. I speak to you. All of you in this company, I speak to you by the Spirit of the Lord that the Lord is about to do something that the eye, the ears of men shall tingle when they hear what I do for you and what I do in your midst. For I'm bringing you to your wealthy place. I'm bringing you to a place of abundance, a place of impact, a place of grace, a place of elevation. I'm bringing you to a place of joy and a place of pleasure. I am turning away your sorrows. I'm turning away your failures and I'm bringing my successes my power, my prosperity, and my grace upon you. I'm calling upon you to represent me, and I'm giving you the garments of heaven. It's coming upon you, and you will see it in your work. You will see it in everything that you do. You will see it in your home. You will see it in your children. You will see it in your youth. You will see it in things that you have done before that never produce results. But you will do them now, and you will wonder, why is it happening now? And you will know that it is me that is at work. It is my spirit that is at work. It is my heaven that has come upon your world. I'm taking you higher. I'm calling you higher. I'm taking you to new realms of revelation. I'm showing you things that you have not seen before, things that you have not heard before. I'm taking you to a new beginning. For heaven is open upon you, says the Spirit of the Lord. It's a new level. Lift your hand and receive it. Receive it, receive it, receive it. That same spirit that spoke to Elijah is speaking right now. He's speaking right now. Somebody is receiving a house. Somebody is receiving it. That's your desire. Somebody is receiving a change of job. Or somebody is receiving a relocation in destiny. Somebody, somebody, somebody has been positioned. He's been positioned. That's a positioning that is taking place. Your ministry that you have tried on your own, you know, to give it expression. The Lord says, I'm going to cause the wind to blow. I'm going to cause the wind to blow. And opportunities will begin to come to you. Opportunities will begin to come to you. And things will begin to happen on their own accord because my heaven is open upon you. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Lift your hands and just worship him. Uh, I just, I tell you, I feel God's presence in this place. Open heavens. Open heavens. Open heavens. Open heavens. Open heavens. Thank you. Thank you for opening the heavens. People have been freed from debt. <laughs> you know, not just physical debt, uh, my financial debt, but debt, karmic debt, as they call it. Amen. Death of seed time and harvest, all kinds of things. 
that have held you down. You are being freed from it in the name of Jesus. You are being freed from it in the name of Jesus. For the supernatural flow of God is upon you now. Some of you can literally feel it in your, your physical body. You can feel it in your mind as heat, as cold. You are experiencing him right now where you are. Lift your hand and, you know, don't be like that man who was a spectator. Come on, be a receiver. Lift your hands and worship him now. Worship him, Lord. Worship the Lord right now. Just worship the Lord wherever you are. I'm not dumb, but I want you to worship God. Just worship him right now. And just say, I receive it right now. I receive it. Open heavens. Open heavens. Open heavens. Open heavens. Oh, I just feel, you know, I know there's a song that we're supposed to sing, but you know, I just, I wish somebody, somebody will catch it. You know, there's, there's something, you know, that we're supposed to sing a song. Oh, Father, in the name of Jesus, lift your hands and just worship him. Just worship him. Oh, we worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. Say praise, help me. Oh, we worship you, Lord. Oh, we worship you, Lord. So the first thing I want you to know um, is that your spirit is part of heaven. It's part of that heavenly realm. Your spirit. So write that down. You got to know that, that your spirit is already part of it. So what you're trying to do is that you're trying to transfer it into this physical world, but not, it's not a, you're not, your spirit is not a stranger to it. Um, Ephesians 2, 6. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6 says, For he has raised us from the dead. Ephesians 2, 6. Along with Christ seated us with him. We're seated in the heavenly realms. But your body is not seated in the heavenly realm. Your world, your, your world, your, your work, your career, all those things, your body is not seated in the heavenly Your spirit is seated in the heavenly realms. It's because of your unity with Christ, your, you know, being united with Christ, you are seated in there, right? So that means you have special access. Do you get what I'm saying? What we need to do is to bring there, bring it into manifestation. Ephesians 1.3 also says, 
Blessed be the God um, of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us. Ephesians 1, 3. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us. Notice that every spiritual blessing, again, not blessings, blessing in the heavenly realms because we're united with Christ. So we are part of it. I want you to close your eyes and say, I'm part of this realm. I'm part of these heavenly realms where my father dwells. That place where all blessing possibilities dwell. That realm that is above the noise and the din, the din of this world. That's above the limitations of this world. That place of no impossibility. That place of perfect bliss. That place of perfect wisdom. That place of fulfilled, constructed, completed destiny. That place of visions, revelations. That place where God reigns fully and complete over every square inch, every part of it, over every 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 part. That place, I'm part of it. I'm united with it. I have access to it. And I'm the representative of it in this world. I have access to power, strength, grace beyond my imaginations. I have access to things beyond my capacity, beyond my efforts. Ah, ha, 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 ha. I have access to divine assistance. I'm divinely connected, divinely united. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody needs to start bursting forth with joy. If you truly believe that, that you are connected, you are connected, you are immersed, you are seated. Yay! You are blessed. Hallelujah. You are not the sick trying to be healed. No, you are the healed maintaining your healing. You are not the poor trying to be rich. You are the blessed, bringing forth the realities of God's heavenly deposit on the earth in the fulfillment of your destiny. Oh, you are accepted. You are loved. You are forgiven. <laughs> Hallelujah. You are righteous. You are not the unrighteous trying to be righteous. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus already. Amen. You are, you are the workmanship of God created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has ordained before that you should walk in them. Oh, you are are. You are accepted in the beloved. You are raised up. You are anointed. You are appointed. You are called. You are blessed. You are loaded. You are filled with the spirit. The earnest of God's inheritance is inside of you. The deposit of heaven is inside of you. The down payment of heaven, the promise of, of greater things to come is already inside of you. The presence of God will never leave you. You are the you you are you are you are, you are connected to him forever. He will never leave you nor abandon you, no matter what is happening in your life. The Lord is your shepherd, and therefore you shall not want. You are blessed. You are healed. You are the healed of the Lord, the blessed of the Lord, the raised of the Lord, the saved of the Lord, the righteousness of the Lord. Oh, you are the battle hacks of the Lord. You are the representative of God, the ambassador of Christ. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. A species that has never existed before. A new species after the order of Jesus Christ. Oh, you are the carrier of the glory of God. The carrier of the presence of God. You are, you are, you are, you are, you are. You have his presence. You have his spirit. You have his grace. You are grace. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit is with you. Everywhere you go, you are, you are, you are unique. 
You are not a mere man or a mere woman. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. You are a covenant person. You are a kingdom person. You are a kingdom carrier. You are a kingdom proclaimer. You are a powerful person. You are a powerful being because you are connected. You are the child of a king. You are seated. You are united with Christ. You know the work, you work differently. Nobody can intimidate me in this world. Not in any place or any city. Nobody can tell me I'm a foreigner, I'm a whatever, and I can't do this. No. If I do things, because I came from heaven. I've been deputized, authorized in the name of Jesus to bring heaven to earth. I've been given the name of Jesus Christ to declare the reality of heaven everywhere I am. I've not been called to conform. I've been called to transform. No, I've not been called to be like the world. I've been called to change the way the world is. I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercy of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy and acceptable to God which is your reasonable service and be not conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewal of your mind Romans 4 verse 1 and 2 the transformation comes as we renew our minds open heavens believe it accept it that you are a part of that world accept it that what happens to mere man does not have to happen to you that way accept it that heaven healing is real. Accept it. That divine providence is real. Provision is real. Favor is real. It's real for me for things to work out for me. It's real for me for people to show me preference. It's real for me for people to gather around what God has told me to do. It's real for me. For me. For me to receive instruction about what has never been done before and to step out and to see resources flowing. It's real. That's how Jesus lived. Whenever the disciples didn't live that way, he would tell them, where's your faith? They were afraid of the storm. It's like, where's your faith? And they were saying, what manner of man is, is this? What is telling you? You are the manner of man that I am. That's the kind of a man because I've called you to be that. To be that. I'm your example. But we just, you know, they, they, they couldn't hear it. But they got it eventually. Somebody needs to get excited about it. Is anybody getting what I'm talking about? Am I talking over your head? Is something happening in your spirit? So we're not, when we talk about living on that open level, we're not talking about you doing something that is unnatural to you. We're not talking about you doing something that you are, it's not part of your nature. No, you is part of your nature. You are a supernatural being. Hallelujah. You are a heavenly being. I call, I said, you know, they call some people homo sapiens. I say we, we are homo divinus. Amen. Hallelujah. We just live in homo sapiens bodies. Amen. We are new creations in Christ Jesus. Christ's life lives inside of us. We are crucified with Christ. Yet not high. Yet, yet not us who live. But Christ lives in us. We live our lives by the faith of the Son of God who died and raised himself for us. There's a, there's a supernatural path to our beings because Christ lives inside of us. And when we rely on him, heaven bursts forth into our lives. Oh. Should I stop? Stop for today? Should I stop for today? Huh? Give, I'll give you one more. Let me give you one more because I've not got into the practice, the meat. Amen. I'm just, you are there. Amen. Someone say I'm there. Okay, so now enjoy open. Let me give you one. So how do you now begin to walk in it? Number one, I've started talking about it. Upgrade 
how do we start living constantly in a, upgrade, upgrade your thoughts and your inner talk? So this is the, the work, you know, the things we need to do to live under open heaven. Up, upgrade your thoughts. Everything, my thoughts and my inner talk. Say my inner talk. <laughs> so people don't know that their thoughts are talks. They are thoughts that you give to yourself inside. Now, other people don't hear it, but actually, it can be heard in the spirit realm. As loud as you can hear me now. Like, as you are thinking right now, there's a loudspeaker. <laughs> See, and Jesus perceived their thoughts. So, let's see, because, you know, we're teaching the word. I will say the word. So the first thing Jesus began to teach us, and I'll stop with that, but we're digging into this thing as we move on in the upcoming weeks. Matthew 6, 20. Let's start from Matthew 6, verse 20. So Jesus tells us in this sermon how to live heaven on the earth. That's what that sermon is about, how to live this heavenly kingdom life on the earth, to experience it. He says, store your treasures in heaven where moth and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in our city. See, people don't understand it. They think, lay up your treasure in heaven. So what does it mean to lay my treasure? Guy, how many of you have seen the heavenly bank account before that? You can just deposit, you know, like just, I just go to the bank and deposit inside of it. So what people don't know is that Jesus is talking about an internal stuff. I would say internal stuff. He's talking about what is going on inside of you, right? What he's saying is that that heavenly realm that we're talking about there are certain things you can do, right, to make it, to make the reality of it, the reality of that heavenly realm, real in your world, in your life, now, 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 now. And you will see what is, you know, let's move on, because it will begin to explain itself. He said, wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be also, will be also treasure, treasure. For your eye is a lamp that provides light for your body. Someone say, I. What, Jesus, what does Jesus mean when he says, I? There. You guys know, right? That he's not just talking about your physical highs, right? You get it? He's talking about some kind of inner high, right? Some kind of the way you see stuff. Do you get it? You know, he's actually using the scriptural term in Proverbs, right? The Bible talks about an evil eye. Talks about, you know, he's talking about the way you see things inside you, the way you see things inside of you, your mental perceptions, your inner perceptions, the way you see things inside of you will either fill your body with light or fill your entire life with darkness, will either fill your life with heavenly light or you stay in the darkness. You get, are you guys getting what I'm saying? So, now, he, he's going to keep on talking. You know, it was a sermon. He didn't break it down in verses. He was just talking to them, right? He was sitting down on the mountain, and he was teaching them this thing. So, it was all together. So, you can't just stay on one like we're doing now. Verse. You have to read the entire thing to get what he was talking about, right? So, see, see what he's talking about. There, when he starts, he starts to explain, verse 23. But when your eye is bad, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness... How deep that darkness is. Then, he continued to explain, no one can serve two masters. 
For you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God, both God and money. You can't serve both God and money. So, you see, it's beginning to talk about, you know, it's talking about inside of you, your perspective and all that, and how you are, how your perspective is towards God or your perspective is towards something else, right? We're getting there. And then it goes on to now explain it further, verse 25. Please, verse 25. It says, verse 25, that is why. So when you hear that is why, this is where I'm going. This is what you guys need to know. That's why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't the body more than food and and your body more than clothing. Verse 25, 26, 26, continuing. Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in burns. For your heavenly father feeds them. Aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? So heavenly father is taking care of them. But you guys, something, you, are, you have resistance to these things that I want to teach you how to remove. Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? Why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't walk or make their clothing. Verse 29. Verse 29. I'm going to 33. Yes, Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. I talked about that last week, verse 30. If God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things. Saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts, thoughts, thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly father already knows all your needs. Verse 33. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. So now reading the entire thing, you now understand that laying up your treasure in heaven is actually dealing with our thoughts and the way we react to life. You lay treasure in heaven when your thoughts are focused on heavenly stuff, on kingdom stuff. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's when you lay treasure in heaven. When you lay your treasure on the earth, it's when your focus, your thought, your dependence and all that are on earthly stuff. When your dependence is on your own ability, your own energy and all that. But you lay treasures in heaven when you become focused. You refuse to worry. So, meditation in God's word. It's part of how you lay treasures in the heavenly realm. It's part of how you lay treasure in there. When your focus, when your focus is on God and not on what the world is seeking after, what the Gentiles are seeking after, the way they want to meet their needs, and you're constantly worrying, always concerned about that. Okay? Do you guys get that? Can I get an amen from everyone watching and everyone inside this place? So, I'm rounding up right now. So let me give you ways that we do that very quickly and I will hand ways that we do that. We, we're going to dig into this thing. If you change your thinking, heaven begins to beam more and more down into your world. Especially if your thinking begins to change into the heavenly thinking. So how do we mess up in this from what Jesus said? Number one, Thinking about what is missing in your life. Thinking about what is currently missing in your life versus what you want to see from heaven in your life. 
That's the first place. Uh, thinking about what is missing in your life versus what you want to see from heaven in your life. Look up, everyone. If you're writing, that's fine. Do you know that we live that way, uh, we live that way and we cut ourselves from, the, from open heavens? We introduce resistance. If you're always thinking about what is missing in your life, you need to listen to me. You need to listen to me. If you're always talking about what is missing in your life, you are fostering, you are laying treasures on the earth and you are fostering the rule of the earthly realm, expectations in your life. You're going to be limited. If you want to live in the realm of heaven, you have to take your attention from what is missing. Jesus, Jesus said, why do you worry about your clothing? Why do you worry about what you don't have? Why do you worry about Why are you thinking about that? Why do you set in, are you setting your thoughts on that? You know, you meet certain people or in your life, it's like, you know, I don't have enough money. That's what they're always talking about. I don't have enough money. No. Why don't you shift to, I desire to live in abundance. It's a subtle shift. I don't have enough money keeps you in the earthly realm where moths and thieves and all that can do that. But I, God has abundance for me and I desire to live in abundance. You know, you know, I desire, you start thinking about that abundance. You start thinking about that abundance. You start thinking about that abundance. Little by little, you start thinking about it. Thinking about it. You are switching into the heavenly thoughts. Do you get it? People who invented the airplane, they did not focus on why things fall down. They focus on why do birds fly? And then they study why birds fly and they were able to do the airplane. If they were focused on why things fall down, they would not be able to do it. People who did ship and brought us the law of flotation, Archimedes and all that, they didn't focus on why do things sink. They focus on why do things float. Are you guys following me? What are you focused on? You see, when we get into this realm, and I'm, you know, I'm going to lead you guys. We're going to get into it. You are going to leave the realm where you are thinking about what you don't have. For some people, when they look at things and all that, they see the glass half empty instead of the glass half full. I am an incurable optimist. I mean, some of you will have known it by now. <laughs> I see coronavirus. I see this 2020 as one of the best years that I've ever had. Amen. One of the best years. And it's one of the best years. I'm telling you, I'm telling you sincerely. Because I just can't think that way. Stop thinking about what you don't have. I don't have a guy. I don't have a girl. I don't have a, a house. I don't have peace. I don't have uh, confidence. I don't have persistence. I don't have gifts like other people. I, you know, there's one area that I do that I can't sing. I... Switch to. These are the things I like about my current house. These are the great stuff I love about my spouse. These are the things I love about my singleness. These are the things that I like about this car. These are the things I like about my church. These are the things I like about my family. And these are the things I hope to see about my life. Can you see the shift? Can you see that shift? You are shifting into the heavenly realm. Stop thinking about what is missing. Eat that half. To him, more shall be given. For him that does not have, even that which he has will be taken away from him. He that has receives more. For he that doesn't have, what he has will be taken away. 
what you have. People don't get it. The more you have, the more praise you have, the more focus you have on what you have, the more you have, the more you have. The more you focus on what you don't have, the more of what you don't have, you have. He that has, more will be given. If you have, if you have, I don't have. More I don't have will be given to you. If you have, you get it. Stop talking about it. Stop being a pity, pity. Every time people are around you, they, it's like pity, 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 pity. See my life, see my life, see my life. My life is bad. My life goes bad. You think you feel good, makes your body feel good, makes your flesh feel good, but it doesn't make things better. Look around you for what God has done. Look around you for what God has done. And more of that is going to come. Stop it. It's a habit that must be broken. When one thing seems not to be working, many things are working. Focus on what is working and then you will, you will see that there will be an overwhelmment of what is not working. It's a simple secret. God taught us in those days the secret of appreciation and casting your cares. That at every point, I remember when God was teaching me as a younger man, I said, at every point in time, at every point in time, when you look at your life, there will be things that you feel you don't have. And there will be things that you feel are not in place. But always, never forget where you are coming from and what I have done in your life. Lose yourself in that and I will always do more. A young man went to meet a wise person. I'm ending with that. Went to meet a wise person and said, I need, my in-laws are staying with me in my house. And the house is just too small. The house is just too small. I need them to get out of the house. And all that, I can't, I just don't have any space and whatever. The wise man said, I'll give you a solution. He said, do you have chickens? Say yes. He said, bring the chicken into the house. So the man went home and brought the chicken into the house. So the chicken started, started living with him. He went back to the wise man. He said, what you told me did not work. I brought the chicken. So I said, do you have goats and cows? He said, bring them into the house. So the man went back, brought the goat and the cow into the house. And then, the man went back to the wise man. He's like, what you told me is not working. In fact, things are worse right now. I don't even have any space. Then the man said, take the chicken and the goat and the, and the, and the cow out. And the man said, ah, my, now got the revelation. You have actually transformed my life. Because you thought there was no room then. But when the chicken and the goat came in, <laughs> you now know there's what? There's actually room. And that it can be worse. Are you getting what I'm saying? You know that whatever God has presented to us now, celebrate it. The universe is a universe. The kingdom is a kingdom of expansion of what is present. It's a kingdom of expansion. Celebrate what is present. Stop complaining. You don't have a house. You have a roof. You don't have a car. You have your foot. You have bus pass. You don't have a job, but you have talent. You are able to serve. You don't have, I mean, you don't have this. You don't have that, but there's something you have. Get yourself lost in that. Get yourself lost in that. Get yourself lost in that. Like a miracle. The kingdom begins to burst forth in your life and begins to multiply that which you have. Stand up on your feet, everybody. Begins to multiply that which you have. Change your thinking. 
change your thinking. That is the first step I'm giving you today for the heavenly lifestyle. Start thinking heavenly. Start thinking about what is yours. Start thinking about what you have. Stop saying, I hate where I'm living. Say, I see my new home. And it's getting better. My job is too stressful. No! My job doesn't pay much. No! I thank God because I have a job. And these are the things I like about my current job. My body is out of shape. Change it so this is how I want my body to live. And I'm so glad I've got a body anyways. I'm always so sick. I'm always in pain. Change it to this is how health looks like. And this is, I want to be healthy. Focus on health. Meditate on health. Stop thinking about what has been in your life. I've always been sick. I've always been poor. It's always been my story. I've always been excluded and looked down upon. I've always been clumsy. I've always been inconsistent. I've always been failing. I've always been falling. I've always been sinning. I've always been doing this thing. It's my nature. I've, it's always been missed this way. If you don't like it, that's what it is. Change from thinking about how it has always been. Why don't you change to what it can be? Come on, shout hallelujah. What you can be, what you want to be. Focus on that. Focus on what you want to be. Focus on what you want to be. Don't worry. That thing will resolve itself as everyone falls down. Stop thinking about people's expectations of you. Comparing yourselves with them. Yourself with them. I just can't please them. How many of you are dying right there? Locked in this earthly realm. Unable to access the flow. Introducing resistance because they are thinking of what people think about them. Guys, listen. I, I'm going to end with this story. Sorry. Hold it so that I don't continue. Thank you. <laughs> So, let me handle this. So, I had this problem. This was one of my biggest problems. Man, I had this. And it's not in every area. There's this particular area. In my leadership or whatever. So, I started leading from a very young age. And one of the lessons I've learned is that there are, there are responsibilities that comes with leadership. You know that I've never been in any place where that family or ministry or whatever where responsibility were not on me responsibility of people so I remember it started then when I was the head boy for my primary school and then for my secondary school where I'm in charge of the school I would work very hard like work very hard do everything to make sure the school is neat but the principal all that the principal is going to see is one piece of paper <laughs> or something somewhere that for some reason Either I didn't get there or something happened. And the principal will call me then. Landre, you need to be responsible as a prefect. And I feel so bad. But I did my best. I did all that. I moved into church leadership too. Oh man. You know in church leadership, you can walk your... People don't know that like, as a pastor and all that, you are walking. So you, you, know, you have responsibility for your family. That's a huge one. Right, right now I have teenagers and all that. You have responsibility for, for your family. Then you have responsibility for many families, for all kinds of stuff. Then you have your extension and all that. But you know, and you work, you do everything. The next thing I'm going to get a call from some people and all that about something that I did not do. You 
not called me or you didn't check on me. I'm saying, oh my God. Do you know that for the last two weeks, the checks on my mind have been checks of so many things. Like, you know, even the checks of this, the checks of that, the checks of that, like so many, so, so many different things. So it used to bother me a lot. And I've become defensive and all that. Been all out, you know, I remember when the, when the teacher would beat me up because the class, class people are making noise. Like, they're making noise, and I'll be beaten as class captain because I didn't, you know, where's the, you know? So that was my life. So, 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 so I, so I got to a point where, you see, where I got my freedom was, you know, from Matthew chapter 6. I want to tell you something. Let me give you this one ahead. You will never be able to please anybody. No matter what you do, you will never be able to please the world or people. So stop trying. Everybody say stop trying. <laughs> that there's nothing you can do to please people. So at least I want to tell you, if that is a worry that is bringing resistance into your life, lose your desire to please anybody. I lost it. Did you, did you, did you get it? I lost. The only person I want to please is God. Amen. And I want to make sure that I am true to myself. And I will do whatever I can do for anybody. Get that out of your life and be free. Come on, give God some praise today. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Glow Podcast. We trust you were blessed and inspired. For more content from Dr. Land, visit our website at www.pastorland.com and follow at Pastorland on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Keep glowing. See you next time.